Hello, great minds. How are you today? You're welcome again to Living the Life podcast with Gracie T. I am here to share with you something that is uh, a topic that is very dear to me. Um, I was looking through my archives and uh, I stumbled upon this recording that I made um, a year ago, May 2020, and uh, I'm excited to share it with you. Um, Warning, please note that there could be background noise a little bit, just a little bit, please. It was in a coaching class with a few people, so it was in an informal setting, but I believe the content of the recording is worth sharing to this larger audience. So, shortly before I played, or shortly before you listen to that um, recording, I want to quickly give you a heads up into what it is all about. So, the scripture says in Hebrews 11, 12, that follow peace with, no, Hebrews 12, 11, that we should follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. This is a hard task, if you will agree with me. How do we be at peace with everyone, all men? You know, especially those that are hard to live with, especially people that are hard to to, to understand. You will agree with me that in this present world, there is a lot of arguments, there is a lot of conflicts that goes on within families, communities, regions, territories, even nation. Conflict is very much what we live with in our present day world. And it has always been. So when God says we should live peaceably with all men and that without it, no man shall see the Lord, then it is more than worth it to find out how are we going to live in a world without conflict with our fellow neighbors with our families and when it is so hard and when we are different people and when people will you know constantly step on your toes or do things in a different way okay how so this unique um, episode this was was recorded in an answer as a as a response to a question that uh, was asked in a coaching class that i did at that time so please stay back and enjoy it and learn from it and live the life you were created to live Hello everyone, you're welcome to another time out with me today. I want to talk to us about uh, conflict resolution in relationships. Uh, and uh, I want to approach it from uh, a different point of view or a unique point of view uh, you know, in solving conflicts in our relationships. As we all know that relationships are very important and um, 
conflict is bound to happen, you know. Whenever we are involved in relationships, so as much as possible, it is also important for us to know how to resolve this uh, conflicts whenever they arise, because they must arise. So it's not about, it's not a question of whether there will be conflicts, but a question of how do we resolve it such that it does not, you know, progress into something that we can no longer handle. So um, the approach I want to use to address um, or to provide response to this question that I was asked in my coaching class is uh, I want to approach it from the perspective of personality types. It is important to know the people we are dealing with and the people we are involved in conflicts with, the people we are involved in relationships with. The, every, everybody is, uh, every one of us is categorized into four broad groups of uh, personality type. So we all fall into one or more of the four categories that we commonly know. So I will quickly just mention the four of them. And um, in case you are not so conversant with them, I will advise that you read more on them so that you can know how to react to such people. So the first one I, I will talk about is um, the sanguine. The second one is uh, melancholy. The third personality type is choleric uh, and uh, phlegmatic. So these four personality types are uniquely different. We can belong to more than one of them at a time in our life. So who are the sanguines? The sanguines are the people that we usually know as the funny people, the easygoing, the extroverts simply. They easily speak their minds, they are humorous, they have a good sense of humor, they're funny to be with. There's no dull moments with the sanguines. They always want everybody to be happy and they always create fun for everyone around them. The sanguines can be very easy to be with and easygoing, they are able to make friends just at the snap of their fingers. The melancholy are the opposites of the sanguines. They are the introverts. They keep to themselves. They, you know, have a mood swings. They don't really talk. And it's so hard to know what's going on in their minds because they are introverts. It's just who they are. They don't mean to do any harm. It's just who they are. The third one, cholerics, are the people we know as the, you know, I'll call them the, the boss man or the boss ladies. They have, um, they, are, they have a good sense of, you know, uh, manage, managing people. They are go-getters. They are pushers. They want things to be done quickly you know, like accurately, appropriately, like immediately, they just want results. They are results driven and, you know, they have the winning spirit. They want to win all the time. They are very, very competitive. So that is the cholerics. And these traits usually make people see them as not being very understanding or not being considerate because 
they want to get results, that's just who they are. And the phlegmatics are also opposite to the cholerics because they are more understanding, they are more empathetic, you know, they are more of a team player, it's about we, you know, they are not as they are not competitive like the cholerics, they are more understanding. So and people would usually like the phlegmatics. So if we know that, so these are just a brief, you know, traits that describes these four personality types. I'm sure you can get more as you study, you know, as you read more about them. But I just wanted us to just I just wanted to provide this blankets, you know, description of them. Now, if you know, if you are familiar with a personality that you are dealing with as friends or in romantic relationships or even in your family, if you know that this is what your brother or your sister looks like or this is what your partner looks like, it helps you to, you know, make allowance for them, make excuses for them, and then to understand and appreciate their strengths and their weaknesses because all these personality types have both strength and weakness. So that easily goes into how we can be able to resolve conflicts with the people we are dealing with. So um, the, the second thing also that is good to consider in our, in our relationships is the temperament of the people we are dealing with. Is my friend hot tempered? Is my friend, you know, more um, quick to get angry or not? If you know their temperament, then you want to avoid, you know, things that you want to, you know, it helps you to manage them when they are angry because if you know that, oh, this person is hot tempered, so once they are angry, you know that you want to be quiet for them and you want to see how to help them get up their anger. And you also, the third thing is you also want to know what triggers your friends or what triggers your partners, what gets them angry. If you, because it's more like the danger zone. Once you know what gets them angry, it's wise to avoid their triggers. And, to, you know, no one is perfect and we all need one another. So that's just what we are trying to talk about here. So if you know, you know, these basic things about your partners, then you want to be able to avoid what triggers them and be able to have a good time and a good relationship with them. So having said this, it does not still mean that there won't be conflicts. It's bound to happen. So when it happens, how do we treat them? How do we resolve them? I will give some general rules and general, you know, um, uh, uh, solutions that are very common. You, you may have, you might have heard about them before. So number one, the golden rule is love and forgiveness. You want to forgive your friends, you want to forgive your partners, you want to forgive your family, you want to forgive whoever hurts you. You need to have a large heart, a heart that is ready to forgive. Even when they haven't come to ask for your forgiveness or even when they're not sorry, even when you think that they don't deserve it, well, 
your readiness to forgive goes a long way to resolve your conflict. So you need to have a large heart to forgive. We all need each other's forgiveness. Number two is approach to conflict resolution is dialogue. Dialogue is uh, we want to meet ourselves in the middle. I want to do a give. We want to, we want to do give and take. I want to take some things off from my list of expectations of what I want from you. And you also want to take some things off your list so that we can both meet ourselves in the middle. So that, that's, that's what dialogue is about. We want, to, we want to be able to, you know, do a give and take and give put some slacks for one another and put each other in consideration. So when you have conflicts, you need to sit yourself together when things are pulled off and try to address what caused this conflict. How do we avoid it? Okay, this is something I don't like about you. Okay, this is me, but I can, you know, do this to help you. The other person also wants to do likewise. This is me. Okay, this is what you don't like. Okay, I'll try. And we want to give ourselves time as well because I said it today. Because I promised to try to change today does not mean that I automatically will change. Remember, this is a character that I've been living with for so many years. So love is necessary. We want to grow together. We want to change together with love. So we need to be patient while we are trying to, you know, get the other person to sharing or to, to be more empathetic towards us. So we want to give them time as well. So they go hand in hand. Then, one thing that is also very important is how does your partner respond to conflict whenever you, your partner is angry or whenever conflicts arise? Does your partner prefer to walk away and cool off or does your partner want to address the conflict right there? If you, if you are the type that wants to talk about it immediately and your partner is has the capacity to listen to you while he or she is also still angry, then fine. Give them audience if you are able to deal with it. But if both of you are just angry and, you know, you can hardly make any useful progress when both of you are angry. So you want to both decide how to resolve your conflicts and you want to try to consider. Yeah. If you can give the angry person audience, then just sit down, let them let out their minds because some people, after they've said everything and they have gotten angry, they feel better. So they want to deal with it immediately. And if you prolong it so much, it gets them more furious and they just get so mad, they just get so worked up and become worse. So you want to try to see how you can help your partner to try to also consider that in conflict resolution. If you guys can deal with it immediately, fine. If you guys prefer to take a walk, you know, go your separate ways and come back, you know, towards a couple of hours later and to talk about it when both of you feel better, fine. In, you know, in my own opinion, I always say this to my friend, I will always be like, do you want to win an argument and lose a friend? 
you can choose to be happy or to be right. What's the, what is the goal for your relationship? Any relationship that is worth drawing is worth saving. If I'm in, in a relationship with you, I want to, then I have seen that you deserve my friendship. And once I've given you my friendship, then I want to save my friendship. So when conflicts arise, what matters to me is us getting back together. So you can, you can win the argument, you can prove yourself to be right and your friend just shuts off. So the friend just shuts off. Is that what you want? So you can choose to be happy or you can choose to be right. That is one decision you must make. So get yourself ready to resolve your conflicts. No time. Get yourself ready to get united together with your friend in no time. Have a open heart. Be ready to forgive your friend or your partner. Love one another. Dialogue. And, you know, life becomes easier. However, it's very possible that... It is also very possible that all these things I have mentioned, it could be possible that you have tried them and, you know, as you're listening to me, you feel, well, I've tried all these things and yet we still don't, you know, get along or our relationship is still not working and the conflict is really, you know, draining you guys out. Well, I want to draw our attention to a personality disorder that's, uh, you know, more awareness is being created on it so recent and uh, the danger in being in a relationship with someone that is suffering from that personality disorder. Narcissism is a personality disorder and the person suffering, suffering from narcissism is called a narcissist or a narcissistic person. If you have not heard about this also, I encourage you to read up on it because it's a serious, you know, issue to be involved in a relationship with a narcissist. A narcissist drains you out, they are manipulative, they are abusive, they gaslight, they make you doubt your reality. They do things and they blame you for doing it. They never believe that they are wrong. They always argue. They are difficult to get along with. They are difficult to even dialogue with. It's actually a disorder and they are regarded as sociopath. The unfortunate thing is they don't know that they have this problem. Narcissists don't know that they are narcissists. They don't know they have a personality disorder. They don't know that they are suffering from a personality disorder. So it's even hard to get them into therapy. If you are involved in a relationship where you guys hardly agree on anything, the other person is always winning an argument, the other person is always making you feel you are wrong all the time, they even go to the extent of sabotaging your relationship with other people. They give you reasons why you should not be friends with friends that you've known before them or families that you, know, you have always lived with. They could be very problematic and very confusing. They are very paranoid. 
they are very manipulative. They manipulate your mind. They confuse you. So narcissist is not somebody you want to be in a relationship with. So if you haven't heard about it before, or if you don't know much about them, or if you think with the few things I've mentioned, you could be dealing with a narcissist, then you want to get some help and you want to think thoroughly about how you want to deal with it. Because I believe it is really hard to resolve conflicts with a narcissist because of the way they think. So check out that and uh, you know decide what you want to do with that kind of a relationship or with that kind of a person. So I hope that these few points have been able to give uh, helpful and you're able to get something out of it. You know, I really do hope so. However, if you need more or there's still something confusing, you can always DM me and, you know, send me questions back and then we can go forward with it. We can go forward with that as well. So I hope that's, you know, you have a good relationship. I wish you all the best in your relationships and you're able to, you know, resolve your conflicts. Remember that you can choose to be happy or be right in your relationships and you can also decide to win an argument and lose your friend or lose an argument and win your friend. Whichever one you prefer is your choice. Any relationship that is worth doing is worth saving. If you have given someone your friendship, then you want to work it out with them. Thank you for listening today. Like, come your way next time. Have a good day.